such a tremendous looking trophy. Hello and welcome to Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. I know we're a bit late, but we made sure we did not, we're going to release this episode before, like right when some major thing has happened and not like right before something very important happens. Something important did happen. PSVR release. I don't know what, what you're talking about. Certainly not some sort of state of play coming out today <sighs> after we record this. Yeah, so, I mean, look, let me let me get the elephant out right now. So we delay this to get, uh, so we can talk about, so I can get a day of PSVR 2 playing, uh, and that's what this week's all about. I'm just going to talk about my initial impressions, hands on time, with PSVR 2. What do I think? But of course, after doing all that, then Sony's like, yeah, we're doing the state of play. Which infuriated the living hell out of me. I'm like, when I saw this pop up, I'm like, oh! So, you're doing the state of play with a major focus on PSVR 2 games the few days after the release of the console? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, I don't get it. I know, because we were talking about, when was it, last week, week before? Uh, at least for the last couple of weeks, I guess. This whole, like, will we get a state of play? They usually do one a couple of weeks before a big release, blah, blah, blah. They're like, nah, fuck it. Let's just do it a couple of days after the release. What do you think of this? What do you think of this stupid state of play? So as of recording, we're recording Thursday night, 10 p.m., edit this, get this up. This is at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Mostly, it's uh, 15 minutes of Suicide Squad Kill Justice League and five PSVR 2 games. Plus Indies. Plus Indies, whatever. It's a fucking smorgasbord of whatever, yeah. See, I thought they said it was going to be 15 minutes to start to play, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, no. But no, it seems like it's going to be longer than 15 minutes. It seems like it's going to be 30 minutes, I guess, if I was to roughly 30 minutes. Yeah. So half of it's just going to be trailers announcing a couple of PSVR 2 games in Indies, and then they're going to show 15 minutes of Suicide Squad, Kill Justice League at the end. For some reason. It's just a random. It's a random. Right? It just seems random. How, what mm. connects any of this? <laughs> it's, for the people who just brought PSVR 2, and they're rightfully looking forward to... Okay, what games do you have on the horizon for me, PlayStation, for, for me to play in this headset? They're tuning into this to watch that. Then you're going to have people tuning in to watch Suicide Squad Kill Justice League who don't care about PSVR, so you're going to get them complaining for the first half hour, and somewhere amongst there, there's probably going to be a couple cool indie games, and they're just going to get lost amongst the, the weeds. It's weird. It's just a weird, like, I don't know. A bit, I find it a bit odd. But anyway, uh, so that's my... Dylan, it's very clear that they were contractually obligated to have one for, uh, before Suicide the end of Squad. February. Yeah, for Suicide Squad? Sounds like it. Well, seems like it, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But, but they couldn't do it before PSVR came out. Apparently not, no. That was part of the agreement, you yeah. know. Fucking dumb. So the Rockstar, Rocksteady was like, no, nah, can't, it can't be before PSVR. It needs to be after. That's important to us. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about that next week, I guess, but with whatever comes out of that. But... Um, Do you reckon Rocksteady's got a PSVR game? I mean, maybe. Well, I guess we'll talk about Suicide Squad. Are they, they going to port Arkham? No. We'll talk about Suicide Squad. If you want to hear our thoughts on Suicide Squad, because we're just we'll probably just talk about that Arcade Couch if it's worth no- notable. Um, otherwise, we'll talk about the rest on Platinum Explosion next week. Yes, yeah, so I picked up my PSVR. Which will be late as well, by the way. Will it? Yep. Remember, you were away this. I'm recording this week's Arcade Couch. No, I'm talking about next week's Platinum. Oh, next week's Platinum will be late, yeah, because I'm coming back. Um, so next week's Platinum will also be late because I'm um, coming back from watching Final Fantasy music. Uh, the PSVR, though. <laughs> the reason it's only a reasonable thing to say. <laughs> what? Just don't need any more explanation. Um, PSVR 2 is out. Picked mine up launch <gasps> day. Been playing... How many games am I Fuck, I just closed my eyes. Are you just sick of this physical reality and you just want to get back to the virtual one? Yes, correct. I, I'll tell you straight off the gate, okay, cool. I, I hadn't been using my anything VR for like months and it's, it's sort of like just come back in. I was, I, I was, I was getting a bit of the, the the VR wobblies, especially playing Horizon Colin out. And I was like, oh, my body's like feeling a little unadjusted to <laughs> uh, long VR sessions because I, I was... Uh, I was feeling it, I'll tell you. But um, So, what I've played is 
Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is the, of course, the flagship PSVR 2 launch title. It's the one that you can buy uh, as a bundle. So you can buy either the console by itself or the console with a, a code for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, I've also played Demio, which is the one I think we talked about on here when it was announced for coming to it. It's the one where you're basically playing a D&D like tabletop game in VR. Um, you can play that top. I've been playing Zombieland Headshot Fever, which is uh, sort of a reworked, updated version of the game. It was on PSVR previously. Uh, Kayak VR Mirage, which is a, hey, just kayak around in pretty locations. Have a, have a, have a chill time. Uh, started Moss. The first one, and then I jumped into uh, Gran Turismo Seven, which got a VR patch on launch day as well. Uh, so they want to play it, and that's about half of what I've got. There's still a bunch of stuff I haven't even started. I'm probably going to be reviewing and talking about VR games for the rest of this year. I feel, to be honest, but uh, first impressions. So you you get this thing out of the box. It is very light, which is great. Because I feel like the okay. PSVR headset, uh, especially with the Oculus ones, they're quite top heavy, especially with Oculus Quest, because they have all the tech in the. Because everything's in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You've got the one cord connected to it, so the one USB C cord. You don't have this Incredible. big out box and. You don't have seventy six cables. Don't have seventy six cables. So straight away, I'm just thinking, man, glorious. <laughs> How good is this? Yeah. But then I pull out the controllers. <laughs> I pull out these beautiful PlayStation Sense controllers, which are very much, very similar to the Oculus Quest controllers, which I'm totally fine with. And I fucking PS, these things I reckon will survive to PS7. You just go straight outside and drop (laughs) your controllers in the bin. (laughs) Oh, it was so good. So good just to hold something. I'm like, man, look at these things. These things are great. Fucking move controllers. In the future. (laughs) Setup is super easy. So plug in the plug in the USB-C controller uh, cord to the front of your PlayStation. It's very long. I don't have the exact length in front of me, but it's a very long cable. So it sort of allows for people who are sitting close to their, their setup, uh, wanting to, you know, play standing up away from the TV. Like it's, it's definitely got the length for, for all of that. So I wouldn't worry. Um, you plug that in, turn on your PlayStation, Turn. there's a button on the bottom of the, the front of the headset. There's actually a, a couple buttons along the bottom, but uh, turn it on there, your headset turns on. You're looking at your TV screen, you run through the setup process in combination with... If you've used VR4, you probably know what to do. You know, they explain there's a thing on the back for tightening the headset. You can press a button on the front to slide it forward. Like, it's, it's very similar to PSVR one's headset with some slight changes that make it sort of feel better to sit on your head and just be able to get those slight fixes to get the best quality out of it uh, which is good mm. but once you've run through that you can totally uh disconnect it from a monitor you can just have it plugged into your playstation and you can just turn it on and you don't need to ever worry about a screen ever again which is good um and that's, I mean, setup is very quick and easy and I've had straight out the box, no connection issues, no, oh, these fucking move controllers aren't tracking correctly or any of that sort of stuff because there's no camera, you know, there's no, you don't have to plug a camera into your PlayStation 5 to track the headset and track the controllers. The headset and controllers, they all do their own tracking. So where I'm sitting, where in a novel world, I was just sitting right here in front of my desk where I'm recording now, playing a lot of these games, just sitting in my chair, playing them seated. Where I'm, if I had to set up a camera to actually view me, where I'm holding the controls most of the time on my lap, just sitting here, would have actually been out of view of the the PlayStation camera back for the PS4. And it would have been like, yeah, I'm out of view, I can't see the fucking lights, blah, 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 blah. But these things have no problem. Um, so, other thing is you'd now have a... Uh, what do you call it, like a pass-through button. So on the front of the headset, headset, if any point you want to check your surroundings or you think you hear someone coming to your room or something like that, there's a button right on the front bottom of the headset. You tap that, um, activates the, the, they'll quickly switch out of the game so you can see what's around you. So that's super handy as well for those times where you're like, someone just knock on my door or, you know, like a, a fucking bird just crashed into my window. Get murdered? Why do you yeah. have to get murdered? So you can quickly, you can quickly press that button. So that's, that's really good. That's good to know. Um, the big, I'll get my biggest negative out of the way though. 
it doesn't have the same this console does not have the same magical sense that PlayStation VR 1 had or PlayStation 5 has. So most people, of course, when they start their PlayStation 5, they jump straight in Astro. Most people who've got their PSVRs, a lot of them jump straight into, on launch day anyway, jump straight into um, Move Worlds or whatever it was called. Yep. This game has nothing. So Horizon <laughs> Call of the Mountain, I guess, is supposed to be the the game that majority of people are playing. Yeah. And I presume most are probably going to pick it up. Like, it is the it is the game. There's not a secondary it's title. It's a big exclusive. Yeah, it's yeah. a big exclusive. Like, if you're picking up PSVR and not playing Horizon, it's sort of like, what are you doing? Like, what are you... It's, yeah. it's the one game you've got. Everything else is either a port or an upgrade or, like, you know, these mm. sorts of things. So, um, And the first five minutes of that game does have that sort of magical feeling but it just doesn't it doesn't feel like as much of a guarantee i guess or or just something or the other thing i would have liked is because the controllers have all the features of your dual sense you've got you know haptic feedback and all this the fucking headset itself self has haptic feedback i would have loved to have just seen a 15 minute demo built for this thing that showcased the features in the way that astrobot does and tells you why your controller and PS5's cool. What makes these these little gadgets so awesome? It, um, especially if people are going to play games that don't take full advantage of them. <coughs> I would have loved to see PSVR just do the same thing. But nonetheless, so if you jump straight into Horizon, Call the Mountain, which most people will, all the same things that you love about your PS5 are here. And by that I mean, you click start, you're pretty much you'll get you'll get into that game in a couple of seconds. That's the other thing I sort of didn't, I completely forgot about, I guess, or never took into account, is all these little faster loading screens and little lack of loading screens and faster load times and all that sort of stuff that we're getting from PS5. That's now translated into to PS VR. So getting in and out of games takes seconds. Loading between sections in certain games takes a second. You know, like all these. All these things, you're not stuck there. The amount of PSVR games I remember sitting there for at time, I remember playing Iron Man staring at loading screens for like a minute or more <laughs> in VR. Which, when you're staring at a loading screen in VR, you're like, I can't even check Twitter. Like, <laughs> you just you're stuck. Like you're just staring at it. It's so yeah. so weird. But so that's a big plus. <clears throat> First five minutes of Horizon: Cold Mountain is would be the thing like if you pick this up and you've got family or friends or whatever who you just want to be able to chuck the headset on and go here play this for five minutes this is going to be really cool it would be the first five minutes of horizon because you start in the kayak as you would have seen in the trailers you sort of got a hood over you like it's bloody skyrim or something and then you you know you, you discover that you're you've sort of been kidnapped or broken out of prison by the, this group and you're a like ex shadow carja or whatever um, and they're taking taking you to a, a village or whatever it's called, and but you're in a kayak, and as they start going along, they're slowly like, "Oh shit, watchers!" And then they're trying to be all quiet and you know not get caught, and it's sort of very Jurassic Park esque of just floating along, trying not to be seen. But then, of course, as it as it proceeds further, then you know big dinosaurs, big robot dinosaurs start showing up and you just sit there and you just get to take it all in there's a moment where Tolnek sort of walks pretty much right over the top of the kayak and that is very cool like seeing a Tolnek in in vr and getting the full scale of that and stuff and it looks very very good the as soon as you jump into this the difference between this 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 is the best looking ps uh, this is the best looking vr i've played so it doesn't have the range of quest but th- this is definitely not only 10 million times better looking than playstation vr but it's also better looking than quest 2 and i think that's just having the the benefit of being able to plug into the ps5 and be able to use that to your to your advantage yeah uh because it, yeah it's very very good looking all the dinosaurs look great you don't have any more of that screen screen door effect you know, over the top that you can sometimes spot sometimes when you're playing. Uh, all the character models look awesome. All these things. Sound, by the way. So you can still use your, just quick side note. 
sound you can still use whatever your bluetooth your sony headphones whatever ones you use to play your games and put those over however they do include and i thought it was kind of cool they do include these little pair of buds but there's a the 3.5 mil jacks at the back of the headset and so it plugs yeah. in on the left so if you look if you touch the back of your own head the headset plugs into the left side of your back of your head on, on the top of the headset there or under the headset yep. there and then uh, across from that towards the right there's a little another little hole where the it also sort of plugs in just so it stays flush to it and then you have the two bits come over your ears and you can plug these little buds in which i thought was a cool it's i don't you're not gonna get as good sound out of this as if you do use your pulse headset or whatever but it's just it is quite comfortable and not having to worry about sticking something else over your head and whatever else. So I, I do yeah. appreciate that. Um, yeah. So then, can you use Bluetooth with it? N- well, no. Only, it's or, the same rules as your no. PS Five. So, like, if if a headset can connect your to your PS Five, but most of them, of course, yeah, need, the, I mean. need the because dongles. on the PS VR, you need you to have one plugged directly into the unit. Okay, did you? I couldn't remember. Yep. No, so whatever. If you've got a pair of Pulse headsets, which I think you do, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you you have those connected to your PS Five, when you plug your PS VR in, it'll just work. They'll just still just put those yeah. up, put those on your head. You're off. You're off to the races. Um. So when you get into Horizon, Call of the Mountain, when you get into the like proper game, and by proper game I mean like once you get out of the kayak section, it is sort of it, it it literally is like the most simplistic sort of it's i don't want to say tech demo because it makes it sound bad it's a good tech demo but it is very much like it's a bunch of climbing which is cool i guess and shows off the yard and especially if you've never done it it's like whoa it's gonna make you feel fucking sick like it was making me feel because it's a lot of sick like you just a lot of climbing up tall things and then it's a lot of crossbow fighting because you just and you you pretty much just take on you don't take on a bunch of uh, machines at once, but you'll sort of just take on like whatever the pterodactyl things are called. You'll take on like two of those at once. And it's sort of like at the end of every level, you'll have a fight and you sort of, you're able to dodge and weave and get behind cover and these sorts of things. But, and you, you can create the, you know, the fire arrows and the shock arrows and these sorts of things. But it does exactly what VR does best at its most simplistic form which is it makes you feel badass makes you you know you're sitting there holding this this thing in front of you it's and it's a the bow and you're you're reaching behind you to pull out the arrows and you're knocking them and all these sorts of things it's it's a showcase of how good the the tuning of the controllers is and all this um the controllers also i can't remember the actual terminology but it does it so like if you rest your full hands around them you'll have like closed fists but you can take your thumb off and give thumbs up to characters or you know, you can give them the finger in the game if you want, if you want to lift off your middle finger. So you have that little extra detail of hand <laughs> tracking that's ha- is happening in the game. Um, and also being able to, going from PSVR 1, where the games would only like track one, you can only ever interact with one thing at, at one time. Uh, or And if they got around it, was the game sort of tricking you to make you think that you, you weren't? Uh well, there's like key scenarios in this game. You can just sort of do whatever you want. Like you can, I saw a clip on Twitter just before where someone had picked up a, uh, bloody, whatever they're called. Tangerine. Is that what you got? Little drum things that you shake or whatever. You, you can find them. Around. Tambourine. Tambourine. Yeah. Not tangerine. <laughs> tambourine. Picked up one it's of like, those. Like your fruit. Yeah. <laughs> they picked up one of those and was just like carrying around the whole game. So do whatever you want. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, I was I'm definitely I will give the warning for Horizon. And it, it's definitely probably in part to my so all day yesterday, just pretty much playing VR nonstop all day. Probably didn't help. But yeah, that was the game that I was like, man, this game is making me feel woozy. Like, and if if you're gonna make if any game's gonna make you feel woozy, especially if you're not haven't played a bunch of VR for ages, like myself, or this is your first VR game, just make sure you have those. And luckily the game has all the accessibility features, so you can like make it as sickening as you want or least or least sickening i guess uh with the different ways you can play it but still i would be <laughs> wary of that one for long play sessions yep. is is a warning and for, i guess since i haven't talked about vr on podcasts for ages because it just hasn't been much happening in the, the land of psvr to even talk about even though there's supposed to be a whole sort of segment in the show for it 
if this is going to be your first VR headset and you get sick and you're like, oh no, maybe VR's not for me. It's just a body thing. Like you, if you start doing the VR more, your body just gets used to it. Um, like over over time. So I don't don't react to getting sick in VR as a. Oh no, I can't. I have to take it back to the shop. It, it's fine. Like I, I know it'll, it'll feel weird. And you're like, oh, I feel yuck, <laughs> whatever. Like, but yeah, the, it, your mm. body just adjusts and gets used to it because it's it's weirded. Your brain is very weirded out by VR because. It's as much as you know you're putting a headset on, your brain thinks everything's it's it thinks it's real. So that's the whole yep. that's the whole trick. So um before I move on, is there, have you seen anything from Horizon Cold Mountain? Or do you have any questions about Horizon Cold Mountain as the flagship PSVR thing? No, obviously, you know, uh Is it fun? <laughs> yeah. It's fun, but it's definitely no it's definitely not anywhere near the same thing that you people love the main game for like you're not playing as Aloy you're playing as this yeah. other character called Ray it, it Ray sounds and... from what I heard it's like very much more on rails um yes and no like especially the combat encounters yeah so when you so you have like you can walk around freely most of the, the game its levels are you're climbing up a section of a mountain to get to somewhere or whatever um you have a little bit of free reign here at, at times you can choose to take the left path or the right path and depending on the settings you've got, you can either have full control of walking around or you can just have it where you're, um, you like do this little running motion in front of you to make your character move forward or whatever. Like, it's not like you're fully on rails. You do have control. You can stop and play with things and there's secrets to discover and, and whatever else. But every level sort of the first few I've done, at least I've done like four, I think. I'm not sure how many there is, maybe like six or seven or something. It seems like looking at trophies, but, um, Every level does become sort of the same. It's like climb a thing, solve some puzzles, a very simplistic puzzle, like shoot down this bridge, two boat, two arrows or whatever to get across it, get to the top of a place, fight some machines. And the, the, I actually found that I died several times in a few of these because you have to, so like you can hold down two buttons and like quickly move the controllers either left or right and it'll make your character dodge left or right. Um, but they sort of stay on a, a path. So, like, if it, it, in one of the levels where you're fighting three, um, I can't remember the names, but like three tiger type ones or whatever. Um, yep. If you do that, you're constantly like circling around them. Like, they'll be in the middle of the this area, and you can just constantly dodge, dodge, dodge. But like, if you dodge around this whole arena, you're just go, you're, you're just going to do a big circle. So you're sort of just on one track. So it's not like you can move forward backwards, but you can dodge out of the way and stuff. Um, and the idea is, of course, you're dodging and then pulling out an arrow and shooting them and of course i know if it's just because i'm terrible at aiming but <laughs> which could have something part of it <laughs> because uh, if if you're hitting them not in their weak spots much like the the real game you're doing like one damage you know you still got to hit those the key hit those key parts. key parts to knock off the 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 weapon parts or, or whatever to to damage them more you got to use the fire arrows to to set them alight and do more damage and stuff like that so yeah it's good I wouldn't say it's great, though, is the thing. It's a perfectly acceptable launch title, but it's not a system seller. Like, to put it bluntly, I wouldn't buy a PSVR to play Horizon Call of the Mountain. Which, is, I don't know if that's what they want, but... That's, that's not what they want yeah. to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the other things... Let me jump down to Gran Turismo 7 in VR. is fucking awesome. So that's a free update or maybe it costs. I can't remember if I paid for it or not. I don't remember because one of these, like two or one of these things, I've paid like a couple of dollars to upgrade. Oh, maybe that was like res and stuff like that I did pay, which I haven't started yet, but they had like cheap upgrades. But I think Gran Turismo was just a free patch. But does that thing where they've patched... VR games previously where like the, you start the game and you think, oh, where do I, how do I activate VR mode? Cause it's just doing the whole screen thing in front of me, but it just doesn't switch to VR until you get into the cars. But yeah, man, the, the cars, like the detail on the front when you're sitting in the cars in VR paired with the, just like how good everything else around you looks racing in Gran Turismo on nighttime is fucking awesome. Um, I, it is probably one of the best, like I've played a, I've tried out, a lot of these, well, I don't say a lot, 
I've tried out a few racing VR games, like because that's games, a, yeah. it's an easy like VR racing. That was wasn't six on. Yeah, six had some. I didn't, and I barely touched that because I was like, whatever. It doesn't. It did nothing for me. But this is yeah. really cool. So yeah, if you if you have Gran Turismo already, awesome. Or else I would nearly say that this is. This is a like, especially if you like racing games, be able to play the entirety of Gran Turismo Seven, other than split screen. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I think is the one asterisk um, in VR is, and that's part of your purchase. That's awesome, and it's already a really good game. Obviously, I talked about it at the start of the year or whenever it was. Was it this year? No, last year. Start last year. Fucking times were blur. Um, it's a really good game. And now it's in VR. That's my long short of that one. Kayak VR. This is a very chill experience. So this one is, you've got a couple options. So I think there's four or five maps, if you want to call them that. One of them is like Australia and some think, bunch of other countries. So they just jump, jump you, dump you into these little places and you can choose to either freely explore them. So you just jump, you, you're just in your kayak and you're paddling around. And you can explore, just yeah. and just chill out. You then have a tour mode where you literally just you're just sitting there, no control. It's gonna just gonna push you around the area, and you can just chill out, listen to the the sounds of the waves and whatever else. And then you've got a racing mode, uh, so where there are people's times globally or friends or whatever, um, and you sort of have these little checkpoints that you have to go under, and you can see other people's ghosts. Uh, racing against you, so you have someone to race against uh, across these four maps. Um, it's pretty good. Like it's the kayak stuff feels generally good, thanks to the sense controllers being able to like it. You, uh, when you feels like you're paddling in the water. Yeah, I mean it. It feels pretty good. Like it, you know, it's that whole thing when once you start doing it, your mind sort of forgets what you're doing, and you get into the game, and you, you really start you start feeling it. So. You have the the ability to you know do your, your little paddles and then you run through the tutorial and it teaches you you know stick your paddle in deeper to 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 push further and you can even do like really sharp corner turns by um you st- like if you want to do a tight right hand turn you stick the paddle all the way into the right side and re- lean right as you're going around a corner and it'll do like a really sharp like U turn as you're coming around a corner. Um, it, yeah, generally it feels really good. It's not something I I see myself putting a bunch of time into because there's not that much contact here i actually think the racing stuff's the least interesting for me personally but maybe for people who are into competitive kayaking that would be the the most exciting part it's just frustrating because you have these very small checkpoints and if, if you accidentally knock the kayak or the the pole whatever the paddles on it you get like an five points added to your time it's like fuck off like these get out of here mate what are you doing so but just the (laughs) the general ability to explore and the the water looks beautiful in this game the the vr water um yeah the animals all look really good like looking being able to look into the ocean see stingrays and fishes go past and stuff like that look up into the sky see birds and stuff so um yeah i i think there's a there's a chill aspect to this one that's gonna be good for some people uh demio is very good but also very hard but i am as soon as i got, i failed horribly at this game for the first like 45 minutes and i've I, like but i could see how good it is so i went straight to youtube and i was like someone teach me how to play this game better and i found like friends of people on reddit saying this game is just really hard <laughs> it's because it's meant to be played with friends so the idea is you have i think it's like four or five campaign books like picture a D campaign book and you sort of roll into this map and you have a bunch of miniatures mm. on the table and then you can like move yourself around the table uh, and you can pick up the miniatures and you, you've got your standard things like a rogue, a rogue, a magician, a wizard, whatever, a warrior, all that sort of stuff, a thief. Um, you can pick which one you want to be. Now I have like slight differences, of course. You can pick up your piece and move them. Um, it, it, they sort of make the rules a little bit more s- simpler than you would with your typical tabletop board game like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever where you know every character every piece has a different movement uh space that they can move uh and damage and attacks and so forth but every character only gets two actions a turn so it doesn't you don't need to overthink like oh this character has five actions and blah blah it's like everyone just gets two two actions like do you want to move then attack someone 
do that. Like, do you want to move twice? Do you want to attack twice if you're right next to someone? Like, it sort of makes it a lot more simpler to wrap your head around. Where it becomes more complicated is when if you turn your wrist, so your your, your palms facing up in the game, you get access to cards, and I think you unlock more the more you play in general. If you use in any campaign you run, but the cards, some characters will have access to certain ones. Others are just generic. Some are one use during the campaign. Others refresh once you reach another floor or something. The three th- three floors in a campaign of these little dungeon levels. Um, but those they could be like a fire spell or a healing spell or you know like all these sorts of things. And all you do is like turn your palm over and pick up one of the cards and place it onto the field where you want to use it, and it'll show you the like area of effect that this particular spell could have and stuff like that. And all of it's animated. So, you know, you, you pick up and move your bar- barbarian figure uh, f- up to a door. You place the figure on the door and it'll, m- it'll automatically then make the figure move across the door, smash the door open and go through. You m- pick up your figure and drop it on an enemy figure. It'll make them go attack that figure. Um, so forth so but the game and you can tell it's designed with multiple people designed around it is you can jump into i think it's with four players you can jump in with four so three friends i guess jump in with three friends and you can run a full versus the ai opponent dungeon master campaign with voiceover you know Mm -hmm. you can you can talk to each other you're sitting there you're moving your figures around like and that aspect, if I had p- enough people, like if you would play, like if you had got this magically, I would have. This would be a game where I'm like, man, we got to play some demio, you know? Okay. Like this would this would definitely be the. Like I could I could see this if you've got friends and stuff playing it, be the one to go. This has been on. Uh, it's on Steam, whatever. Like there's a, the it, it came out on Steam VR. I think it was an early access for a while, so it's been out there for a while. It's got crossplay and everything as well, so um, okay. definitely cool. It definitely has a, a big or. I don't want to say huge, but it has an audience. I can see an active player base on Steam and and stuff like that that just are sort of wanting more content and like you can sense that there's a a real love and passionate fan base for this game and stuff. So um, it's a really cool idea, like in general, because you, people always think, oh, VR, you know, like you, you think of the, the most over-the-top thing you can do, like, oh, let's be like Superman and Iron Man and like other things. They're like, nah, man, it's like you're playing a board game. <laughs> it's just, but yeah. it's just the... Let's pretend I've got friends. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend I've got friends. <laughs> but I think it's the little things, like just like, because everything's animated and you, you'll see spells happen and it's all these things that make it still feel like you're doing more than, it's like, it's that element of it is a tabletop game you're playing, but there's enough video yeah. gamey stuff happening that you're like, I'm still getting something out of this. So, yeah, I think that one's very cool. Just I'm trying to do so. If you run it, if you're running it by yourself, you can pick and control like all four characters, or you can play mm-hmm. as one character, which I tried and then realized that's horrible because you're just going to die like very fast. So I'm just like trying yeah. to control all four characters, but even then, it's just like you sort of wish someone else was controlling characters you didn't have to think about all four yeah you're trying to control and think of the all four players moves and stuff like that so Uh, but it's very cool um what else we've got two one thing i haven't touched uh moss oh man how much better does moss look in psvr (laughs) 2 little everything in this game is suddenly beautiful i and i'm sure this is this would be the same as if if i'd tried this out on quest because i know the game's out in quest now and everything like that but Boy, does does this game suddenly look very, very pretty and gorgeous? And <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm almost to the point where I'm just like, fuck, why didn't they have like a cool Astro Bot or why wasn't Moss like a launch title or something? Because it's just, it's the same thing where just like, it's such a cool idea. Moss is such a, a cool idea. So I guess for people who don't know, you're like the game starts and you're like flicking through a book and like this was a PSVR game, of course, like original PSVR game. So you're talking to- I'm talking about Moss 1, not Moss book 2. Book 1. Moss Book 1. Right. Okay. I got two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play through. The idea is I'm gonna play through one and then yeah. two obviously. Um, but yeah, the idea is you you, you sort of look at, you're flicking through this book at the start, and then it, it, it then you go into the world of Moss where um fuck I can't remember the character's name now. Anyway, fuck what is Quill Quill no. yeah Quill that's it Quill so Quill uh she's like the the star of the game she's the heroine uh she's exploring and whatever else and then um. 
she picks up a magical crystal and then suddenly she can see you and you're a storyteller like you're this mystical being that only she can see but you're going to help her so you control her with the controller um you can jump and do platforming and you know square slash a sword and all this simple sort of very simple platforming stuff but at the same time you're you're able to interact with the world so you can pull blocks in and out to help her get across areas and all these other little things as the game progresses it's just such a cool idea but it looks so much better (laughs) It's, this is like an easy like oh my god so much better like the foreground and this is also one of the games where now Horizon's done some but this is the game where I actually was like whoa but I should just mention it now since I remembered Moss and Horizon both got the headset uh, haptics the most at least that I've noticed so far or at least I've had things happen and know that both got me so Haptics are built into the headset, which basically means you'll have vibrations. Now, I'm, I think you can turn this off if it's something that's going to worry you or annoy you or, or any of those sorts of things, or it's an accessibility thing where you, you need them off for, for reasons. Um, but, so at yeah. the start of Moss, when there's a giant fucking crow that like flies over the top of your head, basically, the whole headset just like, you know, like the haptics sort of kicking across you, and you're like, Jesus, that's weird. Same thing happens in Horizon when you have, like I'm fighting a, one of those pterodactyl creature things whatever they are like they fly and attack me and they fly over the top of my head and it's like same sort of the haptics makes it feel like it's just gone over the top of your head so um that's very cool all very very cool um and then the last one i played is zombie land headshot fever which is this is the this is on right it's very this is basics but i've been enjoying it for what it is like i like sometimes sometimes the basic stuff is still fun if you don't play them all the time so it's a on rails shooter set in the zombie land universe um you have all the characters here not voiced by the actual actors <laughs> um classic stuff for a video game time but some some <coughs> have you watched the sequel yeah is mark strong in the sequel i don't think so because mark strong's like the main one of them like he's hosting some big tournament in this game and they're, you're training as a new member of like the the group to help be able to take part in this zombie shooting tournament. But the character is Mark Strong for some reason. So nope. yeah, there you go. I just I didn't watch the sequel, so I wasn't sure if he was in the movie as well. So um, but yeah, so you you pick these levels, you go into them. The whole idea is you want to get a high score and and stuff like that. But you, you you're trying to get double taps, which is you know headshot headshot make sure they're dead that gets your combo up and activate slow mode once you activate slow mode the idea is you then double tap more enemies heads that increases your score etc 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 you have a pistol you have a shotgun with limited ammo but your pistol's infinite um the levels take like a minute each they're very fast like just move shoot move shoot the idea is you're, you're sort of time trial through these um it's fun for for what it is i'm not I, i'm not hating it for, for, for how it works i think one of the reasons is to tie into another feature psvr here is it uses the eye tracking so that when you are done shooting everything in the area instead of having to like select like it has a little glowing area ahead that you would usually click on in psvr1 to say you want to like you'd like highlight it and click x or square or whatever and your character would move there but if you killed all the enemies in a room and you look at it you just move there like Mm. the eye tracking now horizon called the mountain also makes good use of this eye tracking feature and it's very fucking weird i'm loving it at the same time so if you click pause you're not using the sense controllers to point at the screen and like click options and whatever you literally just look and it's very weird <laughs> like it works so if you look at options you're suddenly highlighted you just click x and you click on that next thing. It's the same as when you're talking to characters in Horizon and it'll come up with like four different uh, text options for what you want to say to this particular character or something. You just look at what you want to say. Click X. Again, this is something you can turn off if you want to use the, the typical thing. I would never because it works and it's magic and it's glorious. Uh, but yeah, it's... I, <laughs> I concern that when you go back to normal games, you'll be... You're looking at it like, why the fuck is that? <laughs> Maybe. Then you yeah. change it. It's very cool, though. Um, they use this, so for, uh, for people who are like, oh, that's cool, but like, what's actual, like, outside of that, what's the other point of eye tracking? So the eye tracking, you, if you ever see this listed as a feature, because a lot of games are listing it as a, a, like, hey, we've upgraded our game to use this feature in PSVR 2, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Um, it's um, 
what they call it, fovated, F-O-V-ated, how do they say it, fovated uh, eye tracking or something like that. Basically what it is, is if you imagine how, when they talk about how the PS, because I saw a Twitter thread going around this past week where people were saying, how come, someone tweeted like, how come PS5 games are smaller than PS4 games? And then someone explained that it's because they don't have to design the game files the same, where they have repeated files and all these sorts of things so they can read them. You know, um, they talk about how when they designed Batch and Clank, that because they're able to render everything so much faster, there, there's nothing behind you. It renders as you as you look. So it's a similar sort of idea in that because the game knows where you're looking using eye tracking to help make everything that you're actually looking at look better, um, everything outside of your actual vision is toned down. So it uses your literal eye tracking to to improve and deep improve other areas of the game which is i think very cool tech to if like and that's really like one of the key sort of psvr features and the way it uses the the eye tracking on top mm. of what it does in other, other games like being able to look around menus with your eyes feels very futuristic <laughs> but also is used on a technical technical level which is really awesome as well um yeah, I mean that's everything I played. That's that's one day, and I you know so picked it up on Wednesday. I had my day off, so I spent most of the, the, the day playing it. Then I also smashed out my stupid Atomic Hearts review, so you can check that out if you want. But I spent the most of the day playing PSVR. I'm keen to play some more, but you know, I'm definitely going to be. It's going to take me a few weeks, I think, to get through everything I've got. I'm I'm going to try and just play as much of the launch as I can. I've still got a bunch. I even went upgraded, like, uh, Tetris Effect had, like, a, you know, $5, $10 upgrade to the PS5 version, did that. Res Infinite had yep. the same thing, went and did that. Like, any of these ones that are quick, easy upgrades, I've, I've grabbed those. I've got a, I had a bunch of codes come through for, I even had codes come through tonight for more games, so I'm just, yeah, I'm sort of going to be living in VR land for a while, I think, so. Um, so, yeah. Explosion.com, check out all Dylan's reviews <laughs> of PSVR games. Yeah, they'll be coming out for the next for like next year. Six months. Yeah, pretty much. Um, how are you feeling about all that? Have, what's your uh, seeing people's reactions to VR, hearing my thoughts? Like, what's your mind thinking? I mean, it's cool. It sounds like it's much it's definitely an upgrade on the PSVR. Um, but the there's not like a killer app yet. No, there's definitely not yeah. a killer app, is the problem. And the console costs yeah more than the ps5 yeah which is the problem and there's no which way is, around that know, there's no way around that yeah there's no way no there's no way yeah it's like they should have made it cheaper it's like okay should they should have made it the psvr is what you're saying yeah like for, for it to be yeah. as good as it is and i'm saying tech wise it's fucking awesome there's just not a, a kit system seller here yep yet yet that said, Just wait till yeah, we have the state of play in the morning. <laughs> three hours after this, after two hours after this episode comes out. Drops, yeah. Um, but I mean, not only did they, they announced games on launch day as well. So launch day, the Gran Turismo thing went out that, so people who put out their reviews last week, right? On, I think literally a week ago, Thursday last week, those people didn't have access to Gran Turismo. Those people didn't ha have access to Resident Evil because that, those patches only went out launch day. And they're yep. two, obviously, are the big touted things for PSVR, even though just VR versions. Yeah. But I know Village, Village, um, that's something that a lot of people will want to play. I've downloaded that as well. That's a free update, so that's cool. Um, but yeah. even on launch day, then, a bunch, they put out another bloody PS vlog, and now it's a bun bunch of other games. Some out now, some aren't. So they had, like, another Fisherman's Tale, Gorns coming to PSVR. I didn't love that. I reviewed that. I'm not sure if it'll work better in PSVR yeah. too, but anyway. Uh, Knockbow plus Arrow Soccer, Hell Sweeper VR, which what title? Um, Ragnarok, not God of War, but like no, it's a it's, it's like a rhythm rock. game where you're playing as a Viking. Uh, Runner, so they this is like an anime looking bloody like you're basically the the bike from. You're on a bike from Akira, just chasing people down on the highway. Um, bartender, uh, sorry, Star Tenders Intellectic bartend Bartending, uh, Sushi Ben. What the fuck is this one? Did I watch this one? I can't remember if I did. Oh, I did. You're catching fish. Yeah, it's a fishing game. Um, Swordsman. Then they also announced Unplugged Air Guitar, which is out now. I'd never heard of this, but I watched the trial. I was like, I fucking want this. Um, code came through before, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> but you like literally do air guitar 
but songs. I don't know if I I'll suck at them, but it looks cool. It's got a bunch of actual like, proper songs, like uh, licensed songs and stuff in it. So yeah, they this was launch day, and they're like, here's a bunch more stuff coming. Here's some again, no system sellers, but the library mm. is getting closer and closer to having nearly fifty games amongst everything already. No system sellers, but a good hefty library of stuff to to go along with. It. Uh, so pair that up with hopefully, hopefully something that is closer to being a system seller. But or even even in the world where there's something not as big as a system seller, you just need like three games on the equivalent of Horizon. I feel. I know I'm pulling that number out of my hat, my ass, but for some reason I'm just like, if there was three Horizon level games, but none of them were the system seller, but there was three just like good games, good high quality games. You know, I feel like that would still be around the same level you know what i mean yeah yeah um yeah so the library's growing long story short is it worth buying it for most people the answer is still going to be no uh if this is your first ps if this is going to be your first foray into vr i would almost say if you're not if you don't need the system seller then that's a that's a personal question for you to decide like if you if you look at the library games and go I've never had VR before. Like all these things like Tetris and like, honestly playing res in infam- uh, which I'm going to replay again. And I've seen people tweet. It's so much better in piece VR too, which I can imagine is, but I remember playing res in VR and that's a game from the nineties. <laughs> and that is still to this day, one of the most magical VR experiences I've ever had. So like that game with Tetris that to me, those two to me are enough to to <laughs> say you should probably try VR. It's not enough to warrant the price, but those two games to me are like they're magic. They are magical experiences that you can play if you've never experienced them before. Out on everything else, maybe there's enough here for you. I don't know. So, but if you're looking for your mm. Spider-Man fully fledged VR game, I don't know. You got to just go got to wait a bit. I think. Yep. All right. In your no. mind, is there a PSVR game that you're excited to play with? The new controllers. Um, like that's already been announced or like go back and play one or like that they go would back. Port. Like hopefully it gets ported, yeah. Astro. I would love just, if they're not yeah. going to do a sequel, if they could just do an updated PSVR. Like if they announce that tomorrow, an updated one or a sequel, that's it. Yeah. That is the system. So <laughs> that's the, that's the fucking bee's knees there. Cause yeah, I'd love to just, go again with that especially after playing moss it just made me think more and more about how good astro was and being able to play that and it's not even the controllers really i guess it's just the like having a higher quality version of that game both visually but also just like the combination of haptics and everything i just feel like it would already make that really good game even better of course so yeah um stuff i am looking forward to trying out though yeah, obviously, again, Res Infinite, I'm very keen to, to get into. I would love for that Creed game that's coming out because I liked playing oh, Creed. Yeah. Like the, I think it was just called Creed Rise to Glory and now the new one's like Championship or whatever. Yeah. Um, I liked that game quite a lot, but the move controllers just were such a, like I'd be really getting into fights and then they would like desync and suddenly my glove would be halfway across the other side of the screen for some reason because it lost track of the light for one second and it would make me lose and just sort of kill my, kill my mood on that game. But I really liked that game for, for what it was and someone who likes that franchise, I guess. So that's something I'm, I'm keen to. I think that's out not next week, but the week after, like to time up the movie a bit closer or something like that. So, um, And then number one game that's been announced that I'm looking forward to maybe learn more about again tomorrow morning. Do you want to guess what it is? No, I can't think of anything. Firewall, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Firewall. Because... I mean, that's <laughs> got the potential to be a killer app if it's good and yeah. there's a play base. Because if you listen to this show for long enough, you know that there was a period there where that game was the bee's knees in my life. That was <laughs> That was the game. And I would... If they could come out and just make everything that was there, but just so much better with the use of this better tech. Oh, how good would that be? It's just going to be so good. So, so obviously with that, you had like the gun holster thing. Yeah. You could use with the move controller. Do you think it would work with the dual sense? Well, 
whatever they're called, the controllers. Yes. So you would feel comfortable enough doing it. Yeah. Or would you want a peripheral? No, I, I don't think I need a peripheral because I think the main difference is when you hold those controllers, they already, they just, you, the idea of using them as your hands, they just feel better. Like you sort of just seamlessly whip into this mm. world as if they're hands. So if I'm going to pick up a machine gun or something in this game and I'm going to be holding the back and front with my two controllers, that to me, I was thinking about it the other day. For some reason, I was holding the controllers when I was playing it. <laughs> like I was just sitting there messing around, like trying to picture myself playing this game. And I think, I think that's all it needs. Like I don't need the big, you needed that controller for PS, for, PSVR one because there's it just wouldn't have worked like it wouldn't have it just that the, they needed that tech within that extra controller to even make the game fun <laughs> to, to make it work so I don't think you need that now at all which is good okay. um because of course you've got the the you've got analog sticks on the controller you know you had analog stick on, on the two analog sticks on that the aim controller to be able to move your character and everything. So you've got those on the controllers now. You still hold them like, you know, the same sort of positioning. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, all right. That'll do it. This week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Uh, let, me, let me know if you've picked up PSVR, how you're feeling about it, and all these sorts of things. If you'd like, you can do that. Discord or Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you like this episode and you want to support explosionnetwork.com, you can do that by heading on over to our Kofi page at explosionnetwork.com slash support. Uh, look forward to, if you're listening to this after the state of play has already happened, which I presume will be most people because that's at 8 a.m. No one's going to listen to this whenever I drop it. Um, hopefully they announce everything that I said they should announce and You'll be listening like, oh, Dylan will be happy. And then if they announce nothing but shit, you can just know that I'm very disappointed. Just (laughs) is how I feel about that. So Uh, until next week, remember, every trophy counts.